You are listening to the Sunnybrook Unscripted Podcast, where we talk real life, answer hard questions, and take a deeper practical look at the topics we talk about on a Sunday morning. To learn more about Sunnybrook Church, including our Sunday gathering times and opportunities throughout the week, visit us online at sunnybrookchurch.org. Today, we are talking with Pastor Jeff Mose. Welcome to the Sunnybrook Unscripted Podcast. Lydia Miller here with my dad, Pastor Jeff. Uh, We are starting today a new podcast series that I'm excited for. We're going to take on the subject of parenting, uh, which is going to be really fun for me because I was parented by you. Yeah, it's a little shocking (laughs) that in light of you, anybody would really want my parenting (laughs) advice, but let's take a shot at it. Let's take a shot. You can just tell people what you should have done differently maybe in your raising of me. In Um, hindsight. (laughs) But I love this subject um, because I have become a parent myself. I've got a four-year-old and a three-year-old, and I'm attempting to navigate the world of parenting, and I am recognizing as I raise them that the things that you and mom did were maybe a little bit more intentional and purposeful than I ever made them out to be or ever recognized them to be while I was growing up. So um, I know that when we were growing up, you guys did a lot of parenting classes, taught parenting classes, um, were really involved in the world of parenting, parented four kids yourself. Some of us turning out better than others. Um, so today we get to talk, tackle the subject of parenting. So let's start at the beginning, um, kind of just lay some groundwork for people as we take on the subject, because I know it's one that people are really interested in and are maybe struggling with right now. What's just kind of the overall goal of parenting? So as we talk about this as a subject, what would you say is like, here's end game, here's what you're trying to do as a parent? Yeah, I think it's a good question because I think you got to know where you're trying to get. And I I would just say this as we start. I think for every single one of us that becomes a dad and has the joy and the privilege of that or anybody who becomes a mom, it really is your greatest endeavor in life. I mean, to be known as a good pastor, be known as a good you know, golfer, whatever, it, it, those are nice things. Mm-hmm. But honestly, nobody wants to fail in this area. It, it is this area that we want to pass on this legacy that uh, we want to be good at. We want to feel as though we did and accomplish what God called us to. So I always tell people this is I think the goal of parenting is always to bring up a biblically and morally responsible child. That's ultimately the goal where your child eventually one day when you get to be Lydia's age and we joke a lot. uh, But I'm so glad as to how God worked in your lives, uh, your brothers, your sister. Uh, to bring you to a place where I actually now am in friendship with you, where I feel good about who you've become. You're off on your own, doing your own thing. And and now, in a sense, we have this relationship that has really shifted. I'm no longer the one who disciplines you or the one who shouts, you know, plays from the sideline. Now we've actually moved to the goal of parenting, which is friendship. But it doesn't start there. And I tell young parents that all of the time. Everybody wants to be their best buddy with their kid. Everybody wants to uh, establish this friendship early on. You're not their friend. You're not their buddy. You're their parent. They only have one or two parents in their lives. And your responsibility at that point in time is to say, listen, I want to bring up a biblically, morally responsible child. I want to get them to the point where they're acting not out of a fear of discipline from me or Mm -hmm. losing my favor, but because they've been guided by biblical and moral principles when they 
you know, get to adulthood. And then I do think at that point in time, there's friendship. You, you've seen it before where eventually kids reach adulthood and they want nothing to do with their parents and mm-hmm. they're still, you know, not functioning correctly and all of those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. So the goal of parenting is really to bring up biblically and morally responsible mm-hmm. kids. So that's the end game. Where do you start? So let's yeah. say someone is starting with parenting or maybe they're just trying to get a grapple on it. Where does it begin? Yeah, this is going to surprise you. But again, the more I've studied parenting, I'm convinced of this. It starts with you, mom and dad. Mm. So do you remember in Deuteronomy chapter 6, it, it, it's kind of the Shema. Verse 4 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one God. And then he says, You're to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And, and then he does this, and this is Moses speaking. He's sort of looking, I think, directly at parents. And he says, Mom and Dad, these things are to first of all be written upon your heart. In other words, it's got to first of all be true of you. So you can't expect your children to be anything that you're not. So if you want your kid not to lie, you can't lie. If you want your kid to love the Lord, you got to love the Lord. Because I'm convinced when it comes to parenting, much more is caught than it is taught or modeled than it is mandated. So so they've got to see, first of all, as Moses would say, these things are written upon your heart. So whatever you expect your child to do, they've got to see, first of all, lived out by you as a model example for them. So he says, listen, these things are to be written on your heart. Then after that, when they model it and mandate it, then now your responsibility is to Teach them as you walk along the road, as you lie down, as you get up. And Moses kind of explains it from there. But parenting starts with the mom and dad being right before the Lord and getting their heart right before they can pass it on. Yep. I've been asked by a few people um, how myself and our siblings all still love the church or how we still have a faith. Because for pastors, kids, it's often at least one of them goes astray or one of them um, falls away from the church or from faith in general. And I, I really believe it's because you and mom were intentional with that, that what you spoke um, about from a stage on Sunday morning was also what I saw you modeling um, in our home as well. So I would completely agree. But that's a tall order for parents. It is, and it's not easy. And there are days I felt good about it, and there's days I felt horrible about it. So, so recognize, I, I've messed up, mom's messed up. I mean, uh, the reality is we didn't do it perfectly. But there's always two things to avoid, I think, because you want to try to drive this as much down the middle as you can. You, you want to avoid being this authoritarian parent where you do as I say. And listen, mm-hmm. some points in times as a mom and dad, it's okay to say, because I said so. Mm-hmm. That's why. You're the authority. You're the parent in their life. So I get that. But for the most part, you don't want to parent out of that because mm-hmm. what you do is you raise kids that are fearful and all of that. Mm-hmm. But the other side, and I think we're headed more this direction mm-hmm. in today's day and age, is what I would call the permissive parent where you know, they want to be their buddy and they never want to hurt their kid and they don't like to discipline their mm-hmm. kid and they don't like to take away things from their mm-hmm. kids. So they just kind of follow them along in life. I think both extreme is dangerous. Mm-hmm. And again, I think there's some days you're going to do it better than others, but you mm-hmm. want to try to drive it down the middle. My concern always is, and and you often see this, when a kid gets to college and they go absolutely Mm -hmm. nuts, and you go, whoa, (laughs) they were raised in a good Christian home, what happened? Usually that's because the parent was too much of an authoritarian. Mm -hmm. They they said, you know, do what I say and not what I do. And Mm -hmm. the problem was once that fear of discipline or disapproval of parents was removed, then they go crazy. Mm -hmm. And and we always want our kids to be guided by biblical and moral principles Mm -hmm. that we teach them. So what would you say um, to a parent who maybe looks at that and goes, well, my kid, 
you know, they're different. Like yeah. I can't, I can't raise them in that way. They need strict discipline or they can handle just being my friend. What would you say to someone who kind of plays the, the snowflake card? Yeah. The, the line we always heard in, uh, you know, when your mom and I were going through some classes, we used to teach too, is this, you, you always raise your child to the standard. You never lower the standard of your child because everybody's going to go, mm-hmm. but you've never met Johnny. Yeah. Johnny's different. <laughs> you've never met Susie. Susie's different. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, you always got to say to yourself, I recognize there's a difference. Scripture talks about that, of how kids are different, and you parent each of them differently. I'm always shocked as to how different kids are mm-hmm. in the very same family. Mm-hmm. We certainly have that uh, with your siblings. But the reality is this, you still got to uphold the standard. And I mm-hmm. always want to bring the kids to the standard. Maybe that's done in a different fashion. I never want to lower their standard to the child. So I'm always trying to bring them to that standard mm-hmm. and do the best we can mm-hmm. in that. Yep. I remember just practically speaking, for example, my sister Abby was not as social as I am. Correct. She struggled to respond to people when they asked her questions, to um, just really have it seemed like she was being rude. She wasn't, yep. but she just was so shy. And I remember going places and you and mom would just sit there and literally have fake conversations with her to get her better at talking to people and all of that. Again, raising the standard of, nope, we respond when we answer questions, but she just needed a little bit more practice. Exactly. And that's a good example. I mean, different kids are different. You were much more social. So were your mm-hmm. brothers. Your sister was much shyer. So we never had to sort of worry about, was she going to be well-behaved when we got mm-hmm. to a place? She would actually do that. Our concern always was, would she be able to exchange courtesies? Mm-hmm. Would she be able to say hi when somebody said hi? Would she be able to say thank you when somebody gave her something? Mm-hmm. So you kind of had to rehearse that. You take the weaknesses of each of the child and you work on them because you're trying to bring mm-hmm. them all to sort of that same standard. Yep. So when you talk about discipline, and we're, gonna, we're kind of covering the blanket of parenting, we'll get into details um, specifically on parenting and how that kind of looks or what it should look like. Um, one of the things that you did often was giving the moral reason why. I mean, that's kind of the overarching kind of theme of... I guess, discipline or parenting, I would say. So can you explain what that is? Yeah, let's talk about that for a moment because I think that is critical. In fact, it kind of gets at everything we've been talking about. So if the ultimate goal is that our child would be biblically and morally functioning on their own, what you have to do with a child is you constantly have to give them the reason why. So I think from about age three on, you can begin to do so. I think at four and five, they probably aren't going to fully get it. But after that, they will. And I I think it's just good practice until then. So when you say to a kid, hey, listen, don't run in the road, Mm -hmm. you you also got to give them the moral reason why. Hey, hey, listen, there are cars coming. You could get hit. You could get injured. Mm -hmm. So I'm giving them the reason why. Mm -hmm. Obviously, they've got to obey me. I mean, that's their responsibility for the Lord to obey their parents. But I also want to instill in them a constant teaching. Mm-hmm. Here's why you do this. Here's why, uh, here's why we exchange courtesies. Mm-hmm. Abby, who struggles with being shy, mm-hmm. is because, listen, you know, we want to honor them. These people are allowing us in their home. They're feeding us dinner. Uh, the courtesy, and here's the reason why. We want to honor them. We want mm-hmm. to give thanks to them for what they're doing. So you constantly want to say to your ch- kids, not just don't do this. Mm-hmm. That's authoritarian in nature. Mm-hmm. We want to say, don't do this, and here's why. Mm-hmm. Um, the one I always loved when I was growing up, it was illegal almost to run in church. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know why. It was God's house was often the reason that was given. But really, there's nothing wrong, in a sense, with running in church. Mm-hmm. But if we'd say there's a crowd in the lobby and those kinds of things, and we say, listen to our kids, 
don't run in church. And here's the reason why. There's some people with canes. There's some people in wheelchairs. There's, mm -hmm. you, you know, all kinds of people here. And, and we're going to cause problems. Mm -hmm. And somebody might get hurt in the process. So it's, it's just good that you would curb your behavior. And here's the reason why. Mm -hmm. So we always, as we instruct our kids, and again, your mom was real good at this. We're riding places in the car. We always want to try to say, Here's what we're not going to do today, and here's the reason why. Because ultimately, when they get to the college mm -hmm. then, and they feel as though the freedom is lifted, and mm -hmm. they're not going to get any punishment, mm -hmm. they won't be guided so much by fear of punishment as they will mm -hmm. be guided by the principles that you wrote on the heart. Because I'm convinced that's what parents have. They have sort of this pen mm -hmm. that's able to write the truth of God's Word and His moral teaching on their heart, so that eventually they're guided intrinsically mm -hmm. by what's been written by you as their parent yep. on their heart. And then you end up with a child who's not just moral on the outside, uh, but, but moral, moral on, on the, the inside. Exactly. Yep. Yep. I think one of the things that I noticed most when I first started parenting was just how intentional I needed to be. Um, I've found in the early years, I'm still in them, how reactive I am as a parent and how intentional you have to be yeah. with these biblical truths and exactly how you're parenting. So um, if you're someone that that maybe sounds like you that you want to know more about how to be intentional as a parent i would really encourage you um, we're going to cover that for the next few weeks in these parenting podcasts so make sure uh, you tune in and join us again if you are encouraged by today's talk be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on itunes spotify or wherever you stream your podcast to experience other talks videos and live gatherings Visit us online at sunnybrookchurch.org or download the Sunnybrook Church app. And again, thanks for listening to the Sunnybrook Community Church Podcast.